0: this week's episode of Across the Cemetery. My name's Josh.
1: And my name's Emma.
0: And today we might not sound like we've got marshmallows in our mouths, um, because thanks to Cheryl from America, who is very rude, we're trying to have better audio equipment.
1: So we've got two mics instead of one.
0: Fuck you, Cheryl.
1: Fuck you, Cheryl. Okay. So, <laughs> <step>. go on. <laughs> no,
0: I've got not more to say. Um, Emma's leading today's episode.
1: Because Cheryl put a fucking bee in my bonnet.
0: <laughs> yeah. The girl sounds like she's got marshmallows in her mouth, so we're going to make a talk for about an hour.
1: <laughs> okay, so shall I just take it away? Yeah. Um, so the topic that I conjured from the pumpkin this week is one that I'm sure we're all familiar with. So picture this. You're socialising with friends, a few, a few drinks in, and you're wanting to pull out something quirkier than the old set of Cards Against Humanity that you've brought to every gathering since the dawn of time. You're sick of your friend Jeff choosing the daddy issue card for everything. Yes, Jeff, it was funny the first ten times. Now you probably just need to get some help for those underlying issues. So what else could I be talking about other than a Ouija board? Have you ever played a Ouija board?
0: Of course I fucking haven't. Would you ever? Of course I fucking wouldn't. Why? Because I'm not fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Three sentences with three fuckings in them. There you go. (laughs)
1: So, society has been fascinated with Ouija boards for hundreds of years. They are things of mystery and not to be taken lightly. They conjure fear, but they also spark a curious bone in our body. I cannot say that I am not curious about what occurs when one plays with a Ouija board. I personally would not play with a Ouija board, but I think that is primarily because you are so against them.
0: Yep.
1: And I also don't think that I would play one in this house or near family. But say if we went on like a ghost hunting trip or like a spooky event, I can't say that I wouldn't be tempted then.
0: So you would fail to peer pressure.
1: I wouldn't fail to peer pressure, but I would wanna. I would wanna know what's going on. Like I, I would wanna not like partake, but I would like to witness it.
0: Oh, so witness it, just watch it from a distance. Just don't touch it.
1: But you're still in it then, aren't you?
0: No. Just like a disclaimer, I haven't touched it, so you don't have to affect me. It's actually <laughs> fine.
1: Is that what happens with kids as well? If you don't touch them, they're not yours. Oh, that sounds really weird then. Throw that, the face you just gave me.
0: <laughs> that was. No, don't say that.
1: <laughs> that's got kind of a glitter vibes, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe we'll edit that bit out.
0: <laughs> Emma's also going to edit this, uh, this podcast. Yeah, for the I first
1: used, time ever.
0: I usually do the editing, so.
1: I, have, edi- for her. I have edited once. I've done a film review. I think it was from Megan.
0: Shiffle.
1: But the unrelated topic because we're gonna talk about Ouija boards. But on a um, like on I think it's Buzz. No, not Buzzfeed. On a s- streaming platform, you can get the unclipped version of Meg Megan. So it'll have all like the violence and the stuff that they didn't put in to make it PG-13. Are
0: you on fucking commission for Megan or something?
1: <laughs> I just think sh- I think it would probably be a good film if they didn't fucking cut it. I
0: don't know. There's violence in it. I, probably it's enough.
1: implied. You know, I'm all for the violence.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Okay. So anyway, I fear Ouija boards nonetheless. But I think it is due to the fact that so much is still unknown about them. They have various rules that I'm sure in the heat of the moment one might forget to abide, such as making sure you say goodbye to that pesky demon. Just in case you weren't aware, I found some rules that were on sci-fi.com and scarymommy.com. Um, I've written, I've not written them all down because there was loads, but I've got none. Were
0: they all important? <laughs> because if you missed some, they're really important.
1: Some weren't important, some were like, um, one was stupid, it was like, Make sure you dim the lights. No, I want. That was
0: the special website you were on, wasn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the Ouija board, core porn, or (laughs) something. Anyway, so these are the main ones, or the main nine I thought. So number one, never use the Ouija board alone. Number two, the Ouija board must be closed after use. So say goodbye to the demon. Don't like close it in half.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then this leads us on to our next point. The Ouija board must be disposed of properly. So don't snap it. it, it,
0: Carry on with you then. I've got some questions already.
1: Number four, never use the Ouija board in your own home. Number five, never use the Ouija board when you're ill or in a weak condition or mindset. And then number six, use it in a quiet place. Number seven, don't use it in a graveyard. Number eight, you can ask it anything, but expect anything back. And number nine, it is polite to ask the spirit to introduce themselves. So you said you had a question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Many, many questions. So we'll start with the last one. It's polite to get the spirit to introduce themselves. Is that not just polite in general life? Is that just like a general life rule?
1: Yeah, but it also, it kind of, because it's probably going to lie to you and it's probably going to be a demon, but it might be someone coming through and they might be like, Oh, by the way, I am your mum's friend from when you were little. Or instead of like, Have you I... as an experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you been Gary Glitter? Talking <laughs> <laughs> um, We'll move on quickly again. Um, t- uh, the other question. Uh, we- Don't use it when you're in a vulnerable mind space. Yeah. Does that not account for every fucking person in the world nowadays because everyone's got a problem?
1: Oh, here we fucking go again. You know how I feel about mental health, and you know when you say that.
0: It's not mental health. It's absolutely any minor inconvenience is now the end of the world to this generation of people. Not just like a certain age group, every single person on this planet living at the moment.
1: Snowflakes.
0: Everyone is a snowflake.
1: Yeah, but in this sense, it means, like, say if you had a mental illness or if you were, say if you'd just broken up with someone or you'd just had a divorce. So a particularly
0: or, vulnerable place. Yeah. Not just, you burnt your pizza in the other yeah, day. Yeah,
1: nothing like that. Unless that does upset you, because I'm sure yeah. it's upsetting.
0: It's upset me, to be fair.
1: But I wouldn't, I, if i not know a Ouija was I wouldn't be inviting demons in because I burnt a pizza.
0: I'd be putting another pizza in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> or watching a <the> Domino's.
1: <laughs> other pizza is available
0: do not get it's too expensive it's
1: not tacos either
0: no not really. um, disposing of what is the correct method of disposing of a ouija board that was the final question I so
1: i never found this because i didn't want to look how you um dispose a ouija board because i thought what if something happens <laughs> i got a bit scared
0: what if you dispose of it and you haven't closed it properly Can you never ever close it again then?
1: So, I've read stories and seen in films if you dispose of it like badly and you just throw it in the bin or or whatever, or don't even say bye, it'll come back to where you last had it. So, like, say if you used to keep it in your wardrobe and then you threw it away because you didn't want it in the house anymore, next time you go in your wardrobe, it'll be there. Mm. So, I I think what I think, what I think yeah i didn't want to say think again that's why i paused i would say that to disp- dispose of it properly you would give it to a priest to bless it maybe and then burn it mm. and then you'd have to get rid of the ashes or something or bury them i don't know
0: yeah so sort of makes sense but then wouldn't priest be inundated with just ouija boards just lying to people with ouija boards saying can you bear can you burn this can you dispose of this for me
1: yeah, well, maybe they've got a bonfire and they do it every so often. Like, bring your Ouija board. Like, you know, when you, like, bring a ball to your friends of food, maybe you bring your Ouija board to the priest.
0: Stop going down the Clary, Gary Glitter. <laughs> Why
1: would Gary Glitter bring a bowl of food?
0: <laughs> to get the children. <laughs> you can move on now. Okay. We've mentioned Gary it three times, and I think we should stop.
1: If you mention him another t- no, three times, then he's probably going to appear now.
0: <laughs> That's his magic number.
1: <laughs> he likes the Stop it. Okay, so let's start with the history of Ouija boards. Firstly, do you know anything about them?
0: Um, A, a little bit of background, but I don't want to delve into it too much in case you go know Go for it. Go for it. Uh, th- came into popularity after the first world war i think it was and it was a parlor game at first
1: yeah stop uh, talking now because that's what exactly <laughs> <laughs> um do you like anything about Ouija boards Even i don't you like play them
0: but i like the horror factor in the way that it, it's it is mysterious and i, I believe that there's something that yeah. would work if you used one so yes i do like the idea of them i wouldn't ever touch one though
1: I wouldn't touch one because of you. But I think they're cool. I think they look nice. I've said this before.
0: Oh, yeah, I know you think they look nice. We've got loads of random shit around the house with Ouija boards on them.
1: No, we haven't because you won't let me get
0: them. We have I, Literally, the sponge i washed the dishes with before is in a little tray that's a Ouija board.
1: It's not. It's just a scoop. Is
0: it? Yeah. It's a Ouija board, No.
1: It? The Ouija board tray's in the loft. You won't let me use it. No. It's going in the dressing room now.
0: Yeah, it's because every time I put, I put me in little snacks and then the snacks start moving around <laughs>
1: <laughs> a cheesy box <butt. laughs> um yeah i think they look nice Um, i like i like seeing the different ones like i like looking at them and looking at them on ebay i'd never buy one obviously so i knew that face you just give me
0: i don't know if the mic picked it up but there was an audible sigh <laughs> as I, I have to contend with this at least once a week
1: <laughs> okay so the ouija board which is also known Front media is as as a spirit board or a talking board, to name a few examples. Is a board with the alphabet numbers 0 to 9 and the words yes and no. They also primarily have hello and goodbye on this. As we've mentioned goodbye is very important. So the players use a planchette which moves across the board and spells out messages from beyond the grave during seances. The board game is known for breaking the veil that separates the living and the dead. It is also seen as a device that can, be, that can open frightening portals, which bad spirits can use to enter the land of the living, and it's not just a gadget that you can use to catch up with dear old grandma. So, where did the Ouija board begin? It can still not be pinpointed the true origin of Ouija, and there are many different versions of it throughout different cultures. However, Robert Morch, a historian and chairman of the Talking Board Historical Society, has been trying to put together a timeline of the origin of Ouija for over 25 years. He spoke to Time magazine in 2016 when the new film Ouija, uh, Origin of Evil, was about to premiere. In 1986, he advised that there was an associated press story about new talking boards taking over Northern Ohio. But a man named Charles Kennard, Kennard living in Chestertown, Maryland, claimed to invent the board that would become known as Ouija, or Ouija. He asked the man who worked right next door to him. The man was called E.C. Reich, a cabinet maker and a coffin maker to make a few of these. Apparently later, the coffin maker claims he came up with the idea and that Mr. Kennard took it from him and went on to make a successful business. So we don't actually know who did create this, but for the purpose of the episode, I'll talk about the history that we do allegedly know. So the first talking board, the board that we've all become to know know as Ouija, was created in 1886. It was made in Chestertown, Maryland, and named in 1890 in Baltimore, where it was first manufactured. Newspapers began reporting its use as a way to communicate with the dead, predict catastrophes, solve mysteries, and even commit crimes. By 1891, advertisements began flooding newspapers for Ouija. The Wonderful Talking Board, it promised to answer questions about the past, present and future by providing a link between the known and the unknown, the material and the immaterial. Between 1886 and 1890, it became a hit. Mr. Kennard went to Baltimore and met a lawyer named Elijah Bond. Then, apparently in April 1890, the historian, Mr. North, says that he thinks it was the 25th of April, but we're not completely sure that kenneth kennard and bond took part in a seance with bond's sister-in-law helen peters bond described here as a strong medium and then helen allegedly asked the board what it would like to be called and it spelt out o u i j a and when they asked the spirit what this meant the board is allegedly to have pla- uh, replied good luck oh. And the building where this seance happened is still there now, but it's now a 7-Eleven, which I think is like a convenience store in America. And hours after the seance, Miss Peters took a chain from her neck and showed the men a locket with an image of a woman and the word Ouija written below. The necklace was like, said on it. Peters showed the men a locket with an image of a woman and the word Ouija written below. Kennard asked Peters if she had been thinking of the locket during their session and this may have prejudiced her the reading. However, Peters said no and this was good enough for Kennard. He said the board has found its name. However, the historian Robbie, um the historian Merch believes that it may have been Marie Louisa Ramy who went by the pen name Uda and that Kennard had simply misread the signature. Mr. Bond then filed for the patent for the Ouija board but the patent office said that they must prove that it works so a grandson of Helen Peters has told this story after her death Mr Bond then filed for the painting for the Ouija board but the painting office said that they must prove that it works before they can approve it so a grandson of Helen Peters has told this after the event obviously because he's a grandson but he said um, his grandmother told this story to the, his family and it was the bond took Peters to the patent office in Washington D.C., and they showed it to the first clerk, who says, "I don't want to be a laughing stock." So he went and got his manager, and the chief clerk said, "If the contraption can spell out my name, then you've got your patent." So Peters took out the Ouija board, and then it spelled out the chief clerk's name. The chief clerk was visibly shaken, and he said, "Okay, you've got your patent." But that still does not explain how the patent works, and no one knows how it works. It just works. That's not the man saying it. That's me saying it.
0: Well, surely, on the the patent itself, there's some sort of explanation. They must have had to put something down.
1: When I, when I've looked at, like when I've researched it and looked into it, they've said they they know it works, but they can't prove why it works.
0: I imagine that I'd, that I'd go down well these days.
1: But if if you say about if you think about it, a Ouija board is just letters, and you are just it is just you speaking to the ghosts. It's not really anything, really, is it? Yeah, maybe. So you can't. It's
0: not. It's not really like a technico-
1: technical technical. It's not really a technical. Or, say, it's not really technology, is it? It's more like. If the spirits are going to come through to you, they're going to come through to you. It's not like a spirit box, like the Zach Bagans has. Okay, so the Kennard Novelty Com- Company began manufacturing Bonds patent- patented Ouija boards in mass. They became instant money makers and by 1892, the company added another factory in Baltimore. They then founded two in New York, two in Chicago and one in London. So... The game was marketed somewhere between Mystical, Oracle and Family Parlour game, and over 2,000 Ouija boards were being sold a week. Over the coming century, the board experienced spikes in popularity during during periods of uncertainty. The devastation of World War One and the manic years of the Jazz Age and Prohibition prompted the surge in Ouija board purchases, as did the Great Depression. Over five months in 1944, a single department store in New York sold over 50,000 boards. Spiritualism was more popular in Europe for decades before this. However, in the ni- in the mid 19th century, like I've just said, this this trend began to spread to the USA. Spiritualist practices were regarded as dark parlor games, with advocates including President Lincoln's wife, Mary who held seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died of a fever in 1862. The Civil War also created a rise in Ouija board sales. The mass deaths in the Civil War created a widespread desire to contact the dead, and mediums began marketing their services in major cities around the country. So the historian that I mentioned earlier, um, Richard Morch, he he has said, Everyone lost a father, a son, an uncle, a grandfather, a cousin, And death touched everybody in a way that had never happened in the us so according to him many of the families had to grapple with the bodies of their loved ones never being recovered and spiritual devices such as the ouija board could answer questions that no one else could so they gave people a peace of mind because they couldn't get any answers any other way so the ouija board offered a sense of hope and it also offered at least closure people could write letters but they would either never get a response or the wait was agony for them. They wanted a quick fix, so to speak. An example of this is during the Vietnam War. Parker Brothers bought the Ouija board in 1966, and in 1967 it outsold Monopoly for the first time and only time. During the Victorian times, the Ouija board is said to have broken a lot of rules. During this time you were supposed to not you were not supposed to be alone with people of the opposite sex if you were unmarried and you definitely were not supposed to be touching. However the Ouija board was built so that you would put it on your knees and your fingers would touch so this became the ultimate dating game. Dire- original directions would say that for best results you would need to use it with two people and a lady and a gentleman were preferred. That's why men wanted to buy it for women. The Ouija board provided an excuse for physical proximity participants would generally sit knee to knee around it and the planchette that was a vaguely heart-shaped device used for pointing out letters and numbers on the surface of the board this required the participants fingers to touch so the ouija Ouija boards allowed for a very victorian version of flirting so i'm going to stop talking about the history of ouija boards now however i have a quick story about its past so william fueled who worked for and invested in the Kennard Novelty Company, has had his own Ouija-related family troubles. In 1919, he cut his brother out of the business and the two never spoke again. That year was a particularly good one for sales following a world war and a flu flu epidemic. In a 1920 article, the New York Times compared the popularity of the Ouija board's to that of bubblegum and in 1927 the baltimore sun reported that fuels had personally made one million from sales of the boards. he continued to open new factories and he built the largest one in baltimore which was a three-story building he built this after the ouija board itself told him to prepare for big business however in early 1927 he went up to the roof of the building to supervise the replacement of a flagpole according to the baltimore sun He was standing near the edge of the roof, grasping an iron support of the pole to steady himself, the workman said, but then suddenly the support pulled away and he toppled over backwards. As if in a movie, Field initially grabbed hold of the sill of an open window, but the window suddenly closed. This sent him crashing down to the sidewalk below. However, he broke several ribs, but he survived when he hit the the sidewalk until there was a bump in the road on the way to the hospital which sent one of the fractured bones through his heart and then he died there. It's
0: because he pl- played with evil things.
1: He sold Ouija boards.
0: So he was basically a devil dealer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, his family continued to run the business until 1966 when they sold it to Parker Brothers, which we mentioned earlier. Um, they later Parker Brothers was later bought by Hasbro, which is quite popular still now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but their website still warns you if you handled the Ouija board with respect, it won't disappoint you.
0: The Hasbro website. Yeah. Isn't yeah?
1: It's still there. Yeah, you can still see it. You can still like see the instructor You can still buy it.
0: Oh, from Hasbro.
1: I'm sure you can. Yeah, it's like twenty euro. It, twenty euros. Oh, can you tell we've been to Austria last week? <laughs> it's like get over yourself. It's like twenty dollars on um, Amazon when I was looking before. <sighs> <coughs> So it's on your account anyway. <laughs>
0: also fucking using my account. Mass messing. Fucking use me Netflix, use me Amazon. You, you use allowed... my Spotify?
1: You you use my Spotify.
0: Yeah, i will allowed to use my Netflix to pay for multiple accounts.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, anyway. So let's talk about the Ouija boards in popular culture. Go oh, let's. <laughs> the Ouija board is a classic trope within horror stories and films. It has also made countless appearances in paranormal events and T V shows. Until 1973, Ouija boards existed as a popular yet non-threatening curiosity board game. This all changed with the release of the film The Exorcist. So The Exorcist, if you're not aware, features a 12-year-old who becomes possessed by a demon after she plays with a Ouija board. As a result, the board's occult status was forever tarnished and in 2001, Alongside the Harry Potter books, Ouija boards were burnt by a fundamentalist group in New Mexico who believed that this, these were symbols of witchcraft.
0: So Ouija boards and Harry Potter books went hand in hand. <laughs> I feel like this activist group had a lot more. Like, this was really dug down into what they <laughs> believed in. Had a little think about what was going on. I think there's other things in the world that may symbolise witchcraft.
1: Obviously, Harry Potter symbolises witchcraft. It's about a wizard.
0: It's a fucking fictional book.
1: <laughs> I know, but obviously it symbolises witchcraft.
0: <sighs> but it also symbolises wizardry. But then so does Lord of the Rings. Why weren't Lord of the Rings bad?
1: was Lord of the Rings out in, 20, in 2001.
0: Yeah, it's older than Harry Potter.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, maybe because they've got, like, orcs and stuff and they don't, they
0: don't believe. Oh, them non-fictional characters. <laughs> them orcs that grow from trees. Exactly. So oh.
1: they, they believe they're non-fictional.
0: Oh, okay. But then there's literally like, more than one Our wizard. elves. <laughs> there's Gandalf the Grey, Gandalf the White, Saruman. They're all wizards.
1: Why are you angry that they didn't burn laws of the Rings?
0: I just feel like Harry Potter got the, the wrong end of the deal there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, more mainstream religious criticism came for the Ouija boards, and apparently um, certain... Christianity groups stated that Ouija boards reveal information that should be known by God and God alone, so therefore it's a tool of Satan.
0: But then arguably we're all gods.
1: Maybe we're all a tool of Satan.
0: Yep, can't really argue back on that one.
1: (laughs) Okay, are you ready? Because to lighten the mood before a few horror stories, well, two horror stories, I've got three Ouija board jokes.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: I can't take credit for them, though, because they're from scarymommy.com.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> These are going to be awful.
1: <laughs> they're not. They're actually okay.
0: Yeah, if you think they're okay, they're going to be awful.
1: <laughs> okay. Alphabet Spaghetti makes a handy Ouija board for contacting people who have passed away. <laughs> See?
0: Okay. That's a proper dad joke, though.
1: Oh, look, are you ready for this one? Yeah. So, I was using a Ouija board and I was trying to communicate with the dead. However, it spelled out ah, 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 staying alive,
0: staying oh alive. Oh, God.
1: So, I must have bought a Ouija board, fancy.
0: <laughs> 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 Are
1: you ready for the next one? This one's not as funny as the other two, I will admit. So, why was the landlord upset after playing with a Ouija board? I don't know. He didn't know that there were so many people in his building not paying rent.
0: Fair. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, see, you laughed.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were all right. They were a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Uh,
1: there was more, but I, uh, they were the best out of the bad bunch.
0: I imagine there were some really, really bad ones Yeah, there? I'll
1: put the link in the description if you want to all look at them. Um. Okay. So now I've got two Ouija horror stories from Reddit for you.
0: Spell it out for me.
1: This was posted by Reddit user Living Dead Girl Number Seven. So, the the story is called the Salem Board, a Ouija board story. This was a Ouija board experience in Salem. Wait.
0: <laughs> I've cracked it.
1: Wait. I collect Ouija boards. I know how strange this sounds. Most people collect stamps, coins, vinyl, posters, and stuff like that. I should probably preface this by saying I have a pretty extensive knowledge of the paranormal. I've been having experiences with it since I was a child. This led me to delve into the world of paranormal investigation in my teens and early twenties, which coincided with my beginning to collect the boards.
0: This is Zach Bagans, isn't it? It's fucking Zach. You've got you fucking in your stories now.
1: Is he living that girl? He might be. <laughs> Um. Yeah so since then I've amassed quite a collection but there is one that I refuse to keep in my house, I call it the Salem Board. Ooh. I used to do special effects makeup for films and when I was in Salem for a job. As you probably gathered I am a lover of the strange, unusual and all creepy things, so I was thrilled by this opportunity. I had gotten into town a few days earlier before filming began so I could prep but also so I could do a little sightseeing. I was wandering through some of the shops and happened to walk into one that has a pretty large collection of Ouija boards. Some were vintage, some were etched glass and some were burned wood. At the back of the shop there was a locked display case which immediately caught my eye. Alone on the top shelf was a board that looked as though it was the cross section of a tree stump. It had the usual markings of a a Ouija board, but they looked to be hand carved into the wood. It was also covered in ruins. I went to the guy behind the counter and asked how much it was. It's not for sale, he said quietly. Why not? I asked. He looked back at the cabinet and then back at me. That board is made from a tree that was used to hang witches during the Salem witch trials. I looked at him sceptically. This was a pretty tall claim. I really did want the board though. It would look great in my collection and it would be a cool conversation piece. Are you sure you don't want to sell it? I asked. Once again he looked between me and the cabinet. Okay, $150 cash, no return. I handed him the money and he walked to the cabinet to unlock it. He must have noticed a confused look on my face when he handed me the board. It doesn't come with a planchette, the board was not exactly meant to be used. I wasn't sure exactly how to respond to that so I just said thanks and left the shop. Fast forward a few months and back home in Seattle in my one bedroom apartment where I live alone. I had to put the Salem board in a box in my closet since I was waiting on a new display case and didn't really have anywhere to put it. My closet has two sliding doors and a shelf on top of the bar where you would hang clothes. The shelf was pretty large so it accommodated the box with room to spare. I had gone to bed that night and fell asleep with the TV on. I was awoken around 3am by the sound of something hitting my closet door. I checked to make sure my ball python, Kronos, was in his cage since every time he would get out he would try and get into my closet where the hot water heater was. I saw him curled up under his log and cautiously opened the closet door to see the box had fallen off the shelf and it was now resting against the door. I was puzzled by this but thought in my sleepiness that I had just not pushed it back far enough. I pushed the box back and went to sleep. About 30 minutes later, I heard another noise from my closet, but this time it was much louder. When I opened my eyes, I could see that one of the closet doors had been pushed outwards. The box had fallen off the shelf again, but this time it had done it with so much force that it wedged between my clothes and the door. At this point, I was becoming concerned. Instead of putting the box back on the shelf, I placed it on the floor of my closet and shut the door. When I woke up in the morning, I turned over to grab my phone off the nightstand and I saw my closet door was wide open and the box had been pushed out into the middle of my room. At this point I became concerned. This was an object with a lot of emotion attached to it, a lot of anger and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. I thought it was best to keep it in the box and put the box in my storage unit. A few years go by and my mum keeps bugging me to clean out things from the unit since she needed some space for her stuff. It was the middle of summer and the storage unit was sweltering. I was going through boxes aimlessly, tossing things into piles when I came across the box. The room was suddenly freezing and I took the lid off and looked down. The sailing sailing boards were sitting on top of several other Ouija boards that I had acquired over the years and they had all been cracked in half down the middle, all of them except the, the Salem Ouija board. I stared into the box trying to comprehend what I was looking at. These boards looked like someone had broken them over their knee. Surely not the result of a box being dropped or jolted. I removed the board from the box and placed it in a wooden chest that I had acquired from my great-grandma, who herself considered to be was considered to be a witch. It remains in that box to this day, and I believe there are forces in this world that we will never understand. I am sure you were wondering why I didn't get rid of this board, but in a way, I feel tied to it. It called to me, and I answered. I consider itself my keeper, and as long as it is with me, everyone else is safe from whoever and whatever is attached to it.
0: Two thoughts. Yeah. One. It could be Zach Bagans, because only he walks around with $150 in cash in his pocket. Oh, he
1: hates the banks, doesn't he? He hates
0: banks. Always <laughs> close on bank holidays. <laughs> Two, if it wasn't Zach Bagans, that is the fucking best sales pitch to Zach Bagans I've ever heard. I know,
1: why doesn't he go buy you?
0: Because that is exactly something he'd want to buy.
1: This was five years ago.
0: Yeah, she is definitely. If she, if the story is true and like that's what she has, and she is like the, the only keeper, it's going to be yeah. kept in this certain box that was made by a witch because it's protecting the rest of us. Yeah. It is definitely a fantastic. It, a, it
1: would be a good film if you could do the backstory uh, of the, the tree.
0: Yeah, if you could do the backstory, I guess, but then I guess some of it would have to happen.
1: Some of it, ha- it would be made, <laughs> made up. Yeah,
0: because a lot of it would just be it's sat in a storage unit yeah. and You and she checks it sort of a few years later and no, it's crashed. You know, boards. like
1: when films are like based on true events. It would have to be like Very, very loosely based on true events. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that story? Did you like it?
0: Yeah, it was a good story. Um, with The second story, now.
1: Yeah, this one's only really little. Um, Let me just get it up.
0: I think we need to get, like, fucking elevator music for when Emma's... She was late. In a mass of preparations she does for each episode that just... she hosts.
1: Okay, so this was posted by user deleted so they've deleted their account so i can't credit them sorry
0: i sort of like when the accounts have been deleted it means it's like the story's really good and they've been contacted so many times or oh, the they've now been deleted from the <laughs> earth
1: yeah um so this was by mr deleted or mrs or miss
0: or they deleted
1: or they deleted and it is called freaky ouija board story I was in middle school, maybe the 8th grade and a friend of mine at school was having people over. They suggested that we use the Ouija board because their house was haunted. I didn't know anything about their house or the board but we played anyway. We asked a few random questions and nothing really happened but the board thingy did move and answer our questions. One girl asked when she would die and the board gave it an exact date. Which was around my birthday, senior year of high school. So I remembered this easily. Nothing much really happened after the party and we all forgot about it. However, around my birthday, the senior year of high school, the girl who asked me what her, the girl who asked what her death date would be died in a single vehicle car accident. It was a shock to everyone. Then my friends who were at the house that night in middle school suddenly remembered what the board said and we all agreed how freaky it was and I will never touch a Ouija board again Eddie for those who don't believe me or are suspicious here's the news report from the crash of course I can't offer anything more than this really but there's a short recording of the middle school night with the board but that has been deleted but we can still see the newspaper article right? and it says South Dakota teen dies of injuries after car crash on a genuine website it's asking me to sign up
0: yeah that's how you know it's a real newspaper <laughs> website <laughs>
1: yeah so um, that was a short and quick one i liked that one well i didn't like it i didn't like that the girl died but i liked that it was like i liked that he edited and it actually has proof
0: i'm very cynical you know that yeah that could just be any fucking article that they've just picked up off the internet if i search <laughs> for somebody who died in a single vehicle car accident I will find a ton of articles, some in Brazil, well, some in South yeah. Africa, some in Liverpool. A
1: lot of people are employees because people have car accidents.
0: I don't know where you're going with that one, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the, they happen every day, I mean.
0: Yeah, ex- oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I see. Exactly, they happen every day. So, that story, it was lacking in a lot of detail.
1: I liked it.
0: And it was sort of, I'm not saying it wasn't true, it by all means, it may have been true. I'm just saying, from my cynical mind point of view, there's a lot of detail missing there.
1: I thought it was nice. Well, not nice, but I thought, because we had that long story with the Salem board, I thought this would be like a quick, straight-to-the-point one. That's why I thought, and because he had a link, I thought, yes, he's real. <laughs> I'm not really, I don't really believe the Salem one.
0: How many emails from people offering you money have you answered?
1: Never, many.
0: Well, they can usually contain links. So they must be real.
1: Yeah, but I don't click them.
0: Okay. Um, You didn't like the Salem one. I believe that one more than... I, I like.
1: It. I really liked it. I just don't believe it. Because how would a box be... How would they all be in a box and they all be cracked apart from the one? And how can you afford that much storage?
0: Because it's Zach Bagans, I'm telling you. <laughs> Disposable income coming out of his ears.
1: Like he needs to hurry up and put it on his shower or something.
0: Maybe that's in his like personal stash.
1: Yeah, his personal
0: it. museum. I imagine he lives in like one Fucking of them really Dracula layers, Adams family style houses. He
1: sleeps upside down. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wanks over the tip of boxes.
0: <laughs> Why have you got to go really weird, really quickly?
1: Zach beams is really weird.
0: No, but you, go, you go like Gary Glitter weird really quickly. <laughs> you Four weird. times. In this is 50 minutes long so far it'll probably be less by the time it's been edited down
1: I don't know why I go really weird I just do
0: okay thank you (laughs) Um,
1: oh my god I've just read the comments while we were talking there and someone called Spooky Tarot Blue commented sometimes Ouija boards can predict things sometimes Ouija boards can predict silly things I know someone who had a spirit predict Justin Timberlake's sexy back song (laughs) No, you never. He's <laughs> a Fox Protecting that song anyway. It's literally the same lyric.
0: <laughs> but of what use is that to absolutely anyone? <laughs> Even if you really, really like that song? So fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's not helping anyone, is it?
1: It's not solves anything.
0: Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> read it's a strange place. I love it. Oh, weird, weird place. <laughs> So, do you have anything further?
1: No, I'm all done on
0: you but Okay. So, overall, I do think they are real and do work. The stories, while precarious, may be true, may not be true, but I don't think the second one was true.
1: I th- well, now that you've said it, I don't, <laughs> but or, I did.
0: D- There was a video that was deleted. So yeah. that could have been absolutely a video of anything. It could have been a video of the guy's or girl or person's cat. Yeah. And then he just deleted it, so it looks like there was, yeah, there was something going actually... on. And you've just found a link to somewhere in America. Yeah. Maybe the somebody original person's not
1: even from America. wonder why they deleted the account, though. Also, I've just scrolled down again, sorry. But someone commented, Can we hear the sexy back story please? And they went, Yep. This isn't my story, but there's a Tumblr user called the Ouija girl and she said a story about how there was one there one random spirit who loved Justin timberlake and this was before he released Sexy Back. But during her Ouija session one day, the spirit kept spelling out Sexy Back and she was really confused. So she ended the session. And then I think she had the radio on while driving and suddenly Sexy Bach was announced on the radio and she never heard from the spirit again.
0: (laughs) Maybe it like passed over because Sexy Bach was (laughs) showing. It
1: like glitched and that. The song was so shit.
0: (laughs) No, it's like like the the spirits hang around, don't they? And then like maybe when they've completed or something has helped them move on. Yeah. to to a restful place rather than hanging around and, and being unrested yeah Good old JT helped them out
1: I don't like JT because he was nasty to Britney
0: fuck that <laughs> <hell. laughs> I sometimes think I need a break from hearing your shit
1: <laughs> fuck hell! <laughs> should we send the podcast <laughs> here then <laughs> so I I think Ouija boards are real and I would never touch one in this house
0: I think Ouija boards are real and I would never touch one full stop.
1: I probably never would touch one, but I would like to be a participant of a Ouija board seance.
0: So that means you would touch one, because you have to be touching one.
1: No, we said before, you could just be watching it.
0: Okay, I'm sure there's many a YouTube video.
1: No, I want to be in the, like the thing, like in the atmosphere.
0: You want to prove to yourself that the thing, yeah, the, that, the that mindset it moves? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fair enough, I guess. But I I don't know I, I I'm still of the mind that if you shouldn't mess with things that you don't understand.
1: Yeah, and you can't you can't prove anything like you. I mean, you you could talk to anyone. It could be anything. Yeah. And I struggle with mental health, so I don't think it's the best thing for me to touch because I could probably get um, easily not easily swayed, but like they could use my low like if I'm having a low day they could use my. Bad energy to feed on or something.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a story you heard on. I, th- I think it was real post stories, and the girl thought she was speaking to a dead dad.
1: Oh, it was on the dark and normal. Oh, was it? On? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, girl. So's Emma. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Because so, she
1: thought she was speaking to a dead dad, but then it ended up that um, he gave the wrong date or something, and then a friend was a drug, like a drug addict.
0: Not really relevant, but yeah. No,
1: but that's why they they picked on the the low energy of the friend, because it was the friend's idea to do the board.
0: Yeah. If you want to hear that story, I'd recommend you go and hear it from the horse's mouth, because, well, he's got all the details and we don't. But from what I remember, it was a really good story, and basically the essence of it was the people involved were in a vulnerable place and the spirit pretended to be somebody that they weren't. But they knew certain aspects... Yeah. Oh, uh, and it was like a nickname, the, yeah, the pet called? names yeah. or something like that, wasn't it? So they knew these pet names. They weren't particularly like exact or, or precise like, to a person. I
1: remember me and you said like it was like Sweetie or something. My dad used to call her Sweetie, and the ghost said Sweetheart or something. And me and you were both like, surely anyone's dad could call them Sweetheart. Yeah.
0: But I think that highlights the danger. Yeah. Of using such a contraption.
1: Yeah, because if you're on a low point, you will want to speak to a family member. You will want that comfort.
0: Yeah. I know what I was. you probably look for some sort of like comfort or guidance. Yeah. Um. Wherever it's from. Yeah. Living over that. Yeah. Yes, Loki.
1: Loki's just cried. So I think he was telling us to stop talking about Ouija boards and feed them. So thank you for listening.
0: Oh, sorry, Loki just grabbed my hand. Um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. If you have any of your own experiences with Ouija boards, we would be interested in hearing them, and I won't ridicule you for using one.
1: We like hearing about them, we just don't want to do one of them.
0: Yes. So you can contact us uh, by email on across the cemetery at gmail.com. You can get us on social media as well. We're on Instagram at across the cemetery, TikTok at AXS Cemetery, and Twitter at the Cemetery. And I've just looked to Emma to tell you that if you'd like to leave um, us a review, then that would be much appreciated, unless you're going to be horrible like Cheryl shallow. from America. <laughs>
1: Fuck you,
0: Cheryl. Um, but when I looked at Emma, she just looked back at me blankly. So I thought I'd just say it. Yeah, thank
1: you.
0: Thank you very much <laughs> thank for, you listening. for listening. Bye. Bye.